if you align yourselves with your core strengths, I think it just naturally crosses over in your life. And that makes you better at what you do. This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that is unapologetically you and then go get it. If you feel like you were meant for more and you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. One of my favorite tools that we use to help people focus on what creates more meaningful work that also fits is called Clifton Strengths. It's an assessment. It used to be called Strengths Finder, and it is by Gallup. You've probably heard, if you've heard more than one episode of the Happen to Your Career podcast, you've heard us talk about strengths, signature strengths a lot, both on the podcast, in our book, all over the place, right? Specifically, we use strengths as a career change tool by helping you identify what you are great at. Now, I'm not talking about skills you're great at. I'm talking about what your natural talents are that underlie those skills. This gives us clues as to where you're going to have more enjoyment spending your time. And of course, finding a role or organization that aligns with as many of those strengths as possible. I'd go to sleep like pretty upset, not having a job or a future, not knowing anything, but I'd wake up and I'd read all of my strengths over and over. So I wouldn't forget, you know, what I'm good at. That's Kirby. She came to us trying to make a career change because her company had been sold. In our conversation, you'll hear how she ultimately found a new role that she was incredibly happy at and how her strengths were key in making that career change. Since that interview with Kirby, she decided she was ready for another change. And we see this all the time. It's not common to stay in one role your entire career like it was not that many years ago. Change happens Your company changes, industries change, you change and grow, your expectations of what you want change, everything changes. And when you finally discover what it's like to do meaningful work that aligns with your strengths and what you value, then it makes you feel like you can't go without that (laughs) at any other point in your life. So when Kirby's role was no longer the right fit, it absolutely made sense for her to use these same career change tools to make another change. And her next change took her from working in marketing for a large corporation to a nonprofit that aligned with her values. On top of that, she moved from Los Angeles to Colorado, which was a life goal of hers. After about three and a half years of the nonprofit, she decided to make yet another change. Pretty crazy, right? She realized that her values were more aligned with her side job, and she worked her way up to full-time status there. Currently, Kirby is the marketing director of Bossed Up, working with Emily Aries, who is actually on episode 162 of the Happen to Your Career podcast. Anyhow, in this episode, pay attention to when Kirby talks about specifically how she worked through her strengths and was able to begin identifying not only the work she enjoyed, but how to use these strengths through her entire life. Okay, here's Kirby talking about what made her first reach out to our team. It's already July, so... The beginning of this year, maybe, is when my, well, you know, I came to a standstill at work and also outside of what I was feeling about my job, the company I worked for 
got sold to another company. So already like all these balls are in the air, but I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And I had been listening to your podcast. And so I just sent an email in asking, what do you think I should do? Or this is my situation. And I think I need your help. (laughs) (laughs) So you you had a whole bunch of stuff going on at the same time because... Not only was the the company getting sold, but you were, if I, I remember, felt like it was kind of like a dead end job. It was, yeah. it was not happy where I was going. It was, I wasn't growing in the position that I wanted to be in. So it, yeah, I was just not happy and it was bringing everything down on top of like the whole mess that was going on with the selling of the company. So at the time, what were, <laughs> what were you doing? Freaking out, probably. (laughs) Just (laughs) looking at job boards, crying, and just, it was a mess. It was, I mean, a very rough time. It was confusing. So you just like look for everything, like explore all your options. And uh, yeah, it was, I think about it now and it's just, that was a rough time. <laughs> and it wasn't that long ago either. I mean, it, it, well, it feels like forever ago a little bit in some <laughs> ways, but yeah. So what was, what was your job title at that time? At that time I was, my title was public relations manager, but I worked for a small company. Yeah. So job titles at that point really don't matter. You do everything. I did everything. Yeah, pretty much. I was office manager, executive assistant. It was company where there were 10 people in the office. So it was do whatever needs to be done to make this company function. So I'm guessing just having been in that environment before and around that environment before that you probably didn't necessarily have an average day, but if, uh, if you did, what would, what would that look like? Like how, what, yeah, there what was no average day. It, yeah. I would come in the office, answer the emails and just do all the tasks I needed to do and things would come out of nowhere. And then just deal with it was a ever expanding never ending to-do list and things just got piled on top of each other so it was just like trying to get through and make sure everyone was happy it was i worked with a lot of different personalities so it was very hard to please everybody so let's go back a little bit even before that and i'm really curious how you got into that job in the first place what's what's the story <laughs> behind that so i I went to school for accounting and I became a staff accountant for a video production company out here in LA. And then I actually left that job and moved to Ohio for a little bit. And I worked in an accounting department there. And then I realized accounting was not for me because I just can't sit in a room full of cubicles looking at spreadsheets and not talking to anyone. So I left Ohio, came back to LA. And at that time, my old boss at the video production company left and started his own company Mm. and an opportunity just to get a job came up. So I started working for him doing HR and office management. And then once more people started getting hired, I was able to transition out of that and then start working as a touring crew coordinator yeah. So I got to interact with a lot of people and that was fun. That was very fun for me. 
And so for people who have no idea what a touring crew coordinator oh, is, what, so what work, is that? What on earth uh, is that? Live <laughs> entertainment industry. Yeah. So we do concert tours and I work with a lot of roadies and I was point person to assign roadies to jobs and get them places and make sure their travel was scheduled <clears throat> So and do some payroll. But that was my job. And then another opportunity opened where we needed a website to be managed. And I thought, hey, I could do that. So my company was nice enough to put me through a certificate program in public relations at UCLA. And so I got that certification and became the PR manager. But there wasn't enough trust in my abilities there. So I think that also, that's where I felt stuck. Like so what do you mean when you say not enough trust in your abilities? Because I think a lot of people might be in that same place, but I'm curious okay. what you mean by that. Well, so I, so I went to school and I have proven myself in my classes and got all A's, but because of where I had started in the company, I think that my abilities, they didn't believe in them. They didn't trust that I knew what I was talking about. When I did, they're kind of also very traditional in their public relations and marketing in this yeah. industry. So it was trying to convince people what they needed when they really didn't know what they needed. So it was difficult. It was difficult to convince the higher ups that I could do what I, what I knew I could do. So how long did that go on? <laughs> that, that probably went on for seven months. And there were a couple of people who totally believed in, in what I could do, Yeah, but it would, they were not high enough to give me the okay to do what I knew I could do. So it was a struggle. It was really hard because there was no one higher up in like a marketing or public relations position in the company I worked for since we're so small. Yeah. So I'm I'm really curious then. So what's like something that you really wanted to do, but you know, you kept bumping up against that barrier of, no, you, you really don't know what you're doing anyway. And you're kind of <laughs> new to this and we're going to do it this way. It was social media. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was introducing social media into the marketing mix that they don't see how the tool could benefit them as a company. So I mean, I just went off and went gorilla and I did a social media <laughs> campaign on my own and it was pretty fun. People loved it. So I love that you did that. I, <laughs> yeah. I totally go for the let's ask for forgiveness later I, mentality that's actually, too. That's one of our main, like as a company, that's what we, we all knew as employees, like just do it and ask for forgiveness later. Like <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> but I think that's so great though, because I mean, I don't know. I've been in, I've been in those traditional, very traditional entrenched environments. And I think as, I don't know, as people we're kind of very resistant to change when we get comfortable too in the first place, yeah. especially if there's been any amount of success associated with it. And I don't know, you get into that type of situation. And I, I think that's what you have to do because that creates innovation. And and especially if you have any results with it, that's like kind of the only hope for change, right? Right, right. That's so cool. So what what happened then? I, that's also the point where there were already 
like closed door meetings. And so we already knew that something was happening with the company. Something's going down. Yeah. And so like, you're just, it's like an unsettling feeling when usually your, your office environment is so open and friendly. And then all of a sudden your bosses are shutting doors and having secret meetings or not even (laughs) secret because you're sitting right there (laughs) and you see people come in and then you hear the rumors because the industry is so small. So yeah. So for six months, it was everyone like, it was just, you hear the talk and then they try to convince you otherwise, but everyone starts giving off the weird vibe. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, after that, it was just, all right, well, what am I, what do I have to lose now? <laughs> so how did that tie into, how, how long was that happening before you, well, it so sounds around, like a bunch of that stuff was happening all at once to some degree. Yeah. It's around last September is actually when it really, you, there were, I think there were offers being made for the company and so everyone in our company was just, I don't know what to do. We had people quitting and joining competitors because they also heard the rumors and mm. weren't willing to write it out and take a risk of what was going to happen at the end. So it was, yeah, I've never been in a situation like that before. This has pretty much been like the only industry I worked in. So it was a little scary, but you still have, you have to do your job and you get paid to do a job. So that's when it became a job. Like you're just working to work and you're no longer enjoying it. <laughs> Cause in the meantime, you're also looking at job boards, <laughs> exploring all your options because something's happening that no one's talking about. So yeah. But so that was September, December, actually after the holidays is when they told us that they sold the company and yeah. Yeah. And so that's when I contacted you. <laughs> so then that's when we met. And then yeah. I, I remember getting an email from you that's just like, hey, <laughs> I, I've been so overwhelmed with everything that's happening. Yeah. You know, I, I don't even know where to start. I don't know it's how to. Plays. It's just all the stress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what happens too. And, and I mean, I've been there too. And I, I mean, I've told the story a lot on the on the podcast, but when when I was in that exact same place, it just, I don't know. I, I, I sort of ended up there a really similar way. Like I, I took a job that was sort of right in front of me. It led to something else and blah, blah, blah. And boom, now I'm in this place uh, that, <laughs> that felt like I didn't have any control and, and I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. And like, I'm <laughs> not looking forward to work every day, but uh, I, you've got the conflict of, Hey, they're paying me to do this and I need to yeah. do this, but I have to force myself to. And yeah. oh yeah, geez, all that stuff. Totally get it. <laughs> So you and I had exchanged a couple of emails mm-hmm. and then what happened from there? Because it seemed like a lot, a lot of events lot happened, of happened very, very so. fast over the next like two, three, four months. <laughs> yeah. Well, so outside of like exploring all the other options and having all these other old coworkers saying that they could find me a job if I needed one, I was also trying to, well, cause I wasn't guaranteed a job at this new company. I found out that the marketing department for this big corporation that is buying the small company had probably four people. And one of my coworkers that trusted my work had also like, we just strategically 
game planned how I was going to weasel my way into (laughs) this marketing department. (laughs) So I, without my boss knowing, contacted the marketing, the vice president of marketing and convinced him to let me work with him and help him transition our current video company into what he was working towards with this big company this big corporation in the, in the industry. So I actually, he looked at my work with the website that I did help put together and he liked it. So I started working for the marketing department on like a trial basis. And that went on for a couple months. I wasn't offered a job right away, but it was, it was geared more to what I wanted to do. So, I mean, he, interviewed me. And I mean, it all fell into place. I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah. It all, yeah, it all I, magically happened, but it was, I put a lot of work into it. They're based on the East coast. So I would wake up every morning at five o'clock and I would be in the office at, by six thirty because they had daily marketing meetings at seven o'clock my time. So, I mean, I put in a good three months of doing that. And then finally they offered me a job. So. Okay, I want to back you way up because there's a there's a ton of stuff in here that I'm I'm just so curious yes, about. And I, we we had one conversation beforehand where you told me a little bit more of the story, but but now I want to know everything. So uh, so you back in December January, you're in this in this place where you're like, hey, I'm way overwhelmed, and you know I don't know what to do, and you're looking at job boards, and nothing nothing looks good, and I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. That whole type of deal, and then. You jump fast forward like what five months ahead, and then yeah. now you now you've got this this job that actually works r- really 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 well from everything I understand with your strengths and what you've wanted to do, and even even some of the types of environment and stuff that you were looking for. But there's a whole bunch of stuff that happened in in between that yes, too. Yes, there like is. You, uh... there was a lot of crying and a lot of soul searching. <laughs> so so <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that piece too. And, and so, you guys, guys, we got to know each other a little bit through figure out what fits our course. Yes. But I know you were really trying to figure out. Like yeah, I think at one point you thought, hey, I'm going to leave this company. I just need to figure out what it is that I really yes. want to be doing. And so tell me about that process because it seemed like there was a good month and a half or so there where you were really, oh, uh, what is yeah. the right thing for me, right? Yes, I was when I emailed you, very lost and confused. So I did all the, you know, strengths finders tests. I am a self-improvement junkie. So I was very open to taking all these quizzes and trying to figure out what I, what my strengths are and where I like my core strengths, not just personality based quizzes, but what you have, what you recommended, the strengths finders test, the disc test. I took them all. (laughs) So you did all of them. I took all of them because I wanted to get this right. (laughs) And for people that are listening that may not know like how that happens behind the scenes. When, when you go through one of our courses called figure out what fits one of the supplemental or optional things in there is you can um, enhance the experience with uh, like strength finders and like the disc profile, which 
Strength Finders helps you understand your strengths and, and the disc profile helps you understand some of the areas, you, how you communicate and a little bit your personality too is probably the easiest way to explain it. So, mm-hmm. so I, how did you come out? What, what are your, I have my own guess, but what were your disc profile results? Do you remember? I don't remember my disc profile results, but the Strengths Finders one, I scored high in the strategic focus, self-assurance, relator, and learner strengths. So, I mean, and those were spot on. I read them to my friend and he kind of freaked out. (laughs) He's like, what is this witchcraft you're taking? (laughs) Because they're spot on. These, the strengths are something I, I told you when I took these tests and I got the results, I would wake up every morning, like, what I'd go to sleep, like pretty upset, not having a job or a future, not knowing anything, but I'd wake up and I'd read all of my strengths over and over. So I wouldn't forget what I'm good at. And yeah, that, that helped me a lot. Like it helped me have more confidence and believe that something was going to come along that matched my strengths where I would be happy. So, so that's, uh so interesting. And I think also hard for people to comprehend too. I mean, but that's a lot of what we end up teaching is, is really understanding yourself first. And then once you understand yourself, you can start to get clear on what it is that you want. And then once you get clear on what it is that you want, then miraculously, or it feels like miraculously opportunities start popping out to some degree because they're there all the time. It's just, you don't always see them until you understand those couple of pieces. Right. So, so how did that work for you then? Take, take me forward a little bit. Well, it's funny because I, I tell people, I like in this whole entire soul searching and learning about myself to, it's like, you have to be whole to go into a relationship, Mm -hmm. but you also have to be whole to like, go into a career that you're going to love for the rest of your life. It's the same thing. So before you go in a relationship and you're ready, you have to know what you want out of it and then go for it. And that's really when like you see those opportunities and those people like rise out of nowhere that, Hey, they have the same goals as you. It's the same thing as finding a job and a career. You just have to know yourself, know what you want, know what you won't put up with. And then then you will magically be paired up with a career and an organization that will, you know, appreciate your strengths and what you, what value you can bring to the team and organization. I don't know if that makes sense. (laughs) Well, it totally makes sense to me. And and kind of the way that I interpret it is if you really first understand yourself, then you are able to, direct how not only how you experience life but also even like how you add value to an organization or your job or i, I don't know in other people's cases like their own businesses and their customers and stuff too and and there's no way that you can really do that if you don't understand you first right but yeah. that's that's hard that's easy to say and it's hard to do right it's hard to do so um, what made it easier for you as you went along or cuz there's i mean there's you, when you started listening to this podcast, you were in in that place, right. uh, but there's lots of people that are listening to this that really, truly are in, in that place where they're, 
they're in a job that they know that they don't want to be in forever and they're struggling to figure out what it is that they want and they don't necessarily know themselves to the degree that you're talking about in order to get clarity to be able to move forward. So what, what would, what did you find that made it easier for you? I think that self-reflection and just, you have to ask yourself those tough questions and make yourself sit there and answer them. Like nobody wants to sit there and answer hard questions, especially if it's about yourself and what you want to do or any goals you have, but it's worth it to take the time because like you don't want to waste your time at a job that you don't want to do or that. Why would you waste your time being unhappy? Just take the, take a personal day, take eight hours and answer all the questions. I think that the course that you provided and all those questions really helped me determine what make made me happy in a job or what I actually enjoyed doing. So it's, it's a hard place to be at, but you have to, you just have to make yourself answer questions, answer the hard questions, or you're just going to be stuck. If you, if you want to change your situation, you have to, you have to change it. And I don't know those first, I mean, two, two or three months and being confused about a career, which is such a big part of life. Like you don't want to be, you don't want to jump from job to job. Like you want to find something that you wake up early in the morning, excited to go to. So, Hmm. so what's life like now? So we talked about it's all very that. busy. That's why this <laughs> podcast interview has been delayed. <laughs> yeah, we I guess behind the scenes. So we uh, we we scheduled and then we rescheduled and then I think uh, I don't know. I think I rescheduled. Oh, even to even to we had a we chatted on the phone. So when you got into oh my goodness, I forgot about all this completely. Yeah, but, yeah. So this has been a long time coming because you and I were going to chat as a part of you signed up for our figure out what fits yeah. beta course back when we were testing it way back when and. Then as a part of that, it's like, hey, here, you get to get a free 30 minutes of bonus coaching. And then by that time, you'd already made a transition into what you wanted. So it's like, oh, hey, let's just talk anyways. And we rescheduled (laughs) back and forth for that a couple of times. And then I got on the phone with you and heard your story. It's like, oh, we have to get you on the podcast. Would you please, 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 please? (laughs) And then then we rescheduled a couple of times then. So this has been... Yeah, this has been like seven months in the making or something crazy. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, don't don't feel bad about it at all, too. I mean, part of it is my my nutty schedule as well. But yeah, so life is busy. Life is busy. Work is busy and exciting. I like coming to work in the morning and I like the people I work with. And I don't know. I don't even know what to say. It it just all worked out. It's But getting here was hard. I'm not going to even fluff that up because it was difficult. <laughs> Do you find that for the things that in your life have paid off the most, do is it is it always like that where you have to go through the hard stuff first or is it different for careers? I think it's with everything. It's just life. I think you do have to go through that. You have to... <clears throat> I'm a big goal setter. So, I mean, and I write it down, you have to write it down and don't ever forget what you're working for or what you want to achieve. But yeah, there's going to be, 
some valleys in those before you reach the peaks. But I think that is with everything. That's it. That's like friendships, relationships in general, and your job, your, the, the company you choose to work for. Like it all has to align with your core values. So it's hard to find something that fits like, that's why so many people change careers. <laughs> what do you it's mean? Like a, you test drive everything until you finally find something that you are very content with. But that's everything. <laughs> yeah, it truly is too. Like a lot of the way that learning and especially self-reflection happens yeah. is through experimentation to some degree, right? right. Yeah. It's experimentation. So you got the input of information, but then, because otherwise you don't have anything to go on but then it's the reflection. So how do you Mm -hmm. take that information and actually use it? I want to, I want to shift gears a little bit here though. I am really curious how you got the nickname Kerbeast. (laughs) Kerbeast. That's funny. It's because I am naturally very competitive and I CrossFit. So I'm at the gym all the time and People always want me to be on their team for competitions. So when I train, I train pretty hard. <laughs> so yeah, that's my nickname at the gym. <laughs> that I saw that and like that is awesome. like nobody else knows that. <laughs> now everybody does. <laughs> so tell me about CrossFit and how how do you think that has or has that had any impact on on your career in any way i'm curious if there's like any no pun intended but crossover or I in, think in those types of things related. too <laughs> so tell me about that so my my core strengths here in the strength finder test one of them is strategic and the it's funny because in these crossfit competitions you have to be strategic about your game plan because you're part of a team and someone's going to be a weak link, but you have to work around it. So everyone always looked towards me to lead the team a little bit and be the person that's going to like lay it all out and be straightforward about our strategy and our, how we're going to do something. But that translates into my job. Now I am hired to rein in everyone that's working on projects and just make sure that we're organized and that we don't lose our focus on our main goals, which is the same as a competition. Like you want to win marketing. You want to make sure that you get the same message, the correct message out to your audience. And it's, I am like, I'm hired to do what I am good at, which is reining people in and making sure we don't lose our focus. So, I mean, I think in every aspect of where I invest my time, whether it's a CrossFit competition or at my job, I do the same exact thing because I'm good at it. So if you align yourselves with your core strengths, I think it just naturally crosses over in your life and that makes you better at what you do. So I'm right there with you. And obviously, I mean, you you've been through a bunch of our stuff and and know that we teach that and everything like that. But it's, it's such a weird and sort of surreal phenomenon. At least I found it to be Mm -hmm. like when you are doing things or spending time 
in the way that not only with the things that you are good at, but with the things that you enjoy, because a lot of your strengths you typically enjoy. I mean, there's a reason why it comes naturally to some degree, right? But it, it I don't know. Like that's... It like, is very weird how that works, but yeah. it makes you more experienced and better. And, and then it, I've always looked at it as when you're doing those types of things, you have like this ridiculous edge over everyone else that those are not their strengths, but they're doing that anyways, because there's so many people that are mismatched. job versus what they are really great at or have the potential to be great at in their, in their core strengths and what we call signature strengths. Right. Right. So yeah, it's, I've been struggling with that one for a really a concise way to describe that, but it's, it's, it's a very, and I'm not not doing any better now either, but but, uh, I don't know. How would, how would you describe that? Cause it's an interesting feeling. It's a different level of fulfillment, I'd say to some degree. Yeah, I think that we have talked about too how you can be good at a lot of stuff because you are educated in certain things and you never failed a class. Like I am good at math and I went to school for accounting and I can easily get an accounting job and probably do a great job because I'm good at it, but it's not something that aligns with my core strengths, which are more geared to relating to people and getting things organized. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll be great and I will excel even more doing things that my core strengths, signature strengths are aligned with. And I'll be happier doing it because those are your natural abilities, I guess. You don't, you don't, it's kind of not even a a learned thing. Your strengths are just things that you're born with that you're good at naturally. Whereas, you know, yeah, you can be schooled on something and be good at it, but not enjoy it because it gets repetitive and you grow tired of it. So. Hmm. I don't know if I've thought about it in that exact same way too, but I really think that you're right. My, my CrossFit question was a little bit also, uh, self-indulgent because (laughs) and selfish because I, I am considering I've been looking into CrossFit and the whole idea just seems like fun to me. So I, I'm I'm curious any any wisdom or advice or anything like that. How, how long have you been doing CrossFit? For this is probably my fifth year into it. So I mean, I I'm still in it. Like I enjoy it, yeah. and it's not boring. And does it's not repetitive. It's it's completely varied, and it's fun. It is fun, and I'm also very competitive. So it gets it gets all of my work angst out. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so if you weren't doing CrossFit, what would you be doing? Probably being, I would probably just be outside. I played for, I played soccer for a little bit on a co-ed team, which was pretty fun for, for a couple of years. And then also it just running around kind of got tiring for me. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I like being outdoors and I like going on hikes and just going out into nature. And that's where you do a lot of self-reflection when you're out there by yourself. <laughs> so I, it's nice. I love that too. So like we live, um, we used to live on the lake. Now we live, we moved about a year and a half ago and now we lived just, just off Moses Lake. Like we can sort of see it out of our front window and everything, mm-hmm. but anyhow, when you're out there like kayaking or we love stand up paddleboarding. Nice. Um it, it 
it sort of takes you away from everything and like you're forced to deal with yourself. Not falling off the board. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, not falling off the board. Like, <laughs> so there's that piece. But I mean, it it removes all of those other distractions and like you're yeah. on the water or you're, it makes me think of what you're talking about when you're talking about being outside. And I, I absolutely love that because yeah, you get some of those self-reflection moments or just even different thoughts mm-hmm. enter your head than what you have otherwise. So how have you found that to really benefit you then in reality, like that being out outdoors? I'm a journal keeper. So I like being alone and being with my thoughts and reflecting on everything and learning how I can be better or, I mean, being outside is, it just quiets everything. So you are able to answer all those questions and appreciate where you are and know that there's bigger things out there. And probably like this problem I have is tiny compared to everything else that exists in the world. So it's nice to, it's just a different perspective. It's very relaxing and yeah, I I enjoy self-reflection. I just like to improve myself. I, I read the only books I read are self-improvement books. (laughs) I didn't know we had so much in common. (laughs) I I went years where like, those were the only books that I, I picked up or touched or wanted to talk about or anything else along those lines. This is, this is funny. So are you, are you, I'm just taking a stab in the dark based on a couple of things that you told me, but are you normally an introvert by nature? Kind of like to yourself or kind of gathered that. Which is funny, but I enjoy talking to people. Yeah. I like, I'm, I enjoy and try and grow my friendships, but I, I do like to be by myself well, and just recharge. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very much the same way. And the, I actually the best best definition of like introvert versus extrovert I ever heard was uh, from this guy who does some consulting near our area in, in Tri-Cities, Washington. Anyhow, he, he was talking about how like if you're, if you're an introvert or if you're an extrovert, then you draw energy from being around other people. But if you're an introvert, then you draw that energy from being by yourself to some degree and you have to recharge almost if you've spent tons of time yeah. around other people. And that's, that's very much what I identified with. Cause I'm very much an introvert, but I absolutely love having like, I don't know, conversations like this or meeting yeah. new people or hearing their stories or whatever else. Yeah, me too. I do. I like learning about people. I just, I'm a learner. <laughs> I like to learn things. And when I talk to people, I try to learn more. You can always learn something from someone. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I'm I'm curious about not to shift gears on you again, but I'm I'm really curious about along the lines of self development and stuff too. I think at one point you'd sent me an email that said, "Hey, someday I'd love to do the type of thing that you're doing," and and I can't remember if you referenced a podcast or something else. I forget. It's been quite a while, but is that still on your horizon? Is potential in the future or something along those lines or? Maybe just because I enjoy it so much. <laughs> I like helping people. I mean, yeah, I, I give a lot of advice to my friends, but there's just, I being, there's one of my strengths is, it's pretty funny when yeah. I was doing it. The self-assurance strength. Uh, it says that by nature, you're generally pleased with life when you can reinforce, fortify, or toughen someone up, <laughs> which is definitely what I do. 
I could totally see that working in CrossFit too. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's really funny. I really do enjoy that. It's like <clears throat> when I'm at the gym, yeah. I automatically, if someone looks like they need help, I'll just go up to them and coach them through stuff only because people don't know how strong they are and how strong they can be. They just need a little, they just need a little push sometimes. And usually I'm the person that people go to, to make sure that someone gets the correct push. Like just because my personality, I will tell you straightforward and I'm not afraid of what you're going to say back to me. Cause I'm just trying to help. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I think that puts you at a, in a position that most people aren't in because right. a lot of people either are concerned about that or that's not their natural strength or whatever else. So this has been a long time coming and I really, really appreciate you making the time to share your story because I, not only do I think other people can get a lot out of what you did because you did some of the hard things and, and taking the time to figure out what's important to you, what your strengths are and going through that type of process and it's paid off for you big. And along the way, you've been able to, you've been able to work through all the stuff that sort of life throws at you. And I, I think that is so cool, but I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, no problem. I hope that helps people. Hey, at the beginning of this episode, I mentioned Kirby had made multiple moves since we recorded this episode. And that's because pursuing your ideals for work is a moving target, which means it's a lifetime pursuit. And this is something we talk about in depth in our book, Happen to Your Career, an unconventional approach to career change and meaningful work. It's something you've heard us talk about on the podcast. And by the way, if, if you love this episode, if you want to find out more about that, I would encourage you to check out the audiobook or the hardcover of Happen to Your Career book. I would encourage you to check out the audiobook or the paperback version of Happen to Your Career. Many people have said that the audiobook, by the way, is one of the best experiences they've ever had for audiobooks, hands down. Pretty cool, right? Okay, I would encourage you to give it a listen. It's fundamentally changed the way that many people even think about work. You can find it on Amazon, Audible, and all the places where books are sold. When you read it, by the way, let me know what you think. Just email me, scotthappentoyourcareer.com. Let me know what stands out. And if you haven't already, click subscribe on your podcast player so that you can download this podcast in your sleep and you get it automatically, even the bonus episodes every single week, sometimes multiple times a week. Until next week, adios, I'm out.